It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into Hitting Hard with John Chuckery here on Locked On Sports Atlanta. Today on the show, it's been a successful season regardless. We'll learn some things about the Hawks tonight in MSG, and the market is now set. It's all next, Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, Locked On Sports Atlanta. This is Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, and it starts now. Hitting Hard is brought to you by Bet Online. We ask you to head to YouTube.com, put Locked On Sports Atlanta into your search browser, hit that subscribe button, leave us a comment. Free and available to download on all of your favorite podcast platforms, including Spotify and Odyssey. Leave us a five-star review there. Roku and Amazon Fire. Yes, we are available on those platforms as well. Check us out there. And, of course, give me a follow on my personal Twitter page at JMCH316. Well, as we just kind of continue along in the bye week and next week get ready for the Falcons to take on the heated uh, division rival New Orleans Saints. So as we anticipate changes for the Falcons over this next handful of weeks, right? And obviously, number one, first and foremost, will be the quarterback position. I firmly believe in talking to everybody here in comments, even Dave Archer, who's the most steadfast Mariota supporter that's out there, he believes that Desmond Ritter is going to start when they get ready to take on the Saints. So with all of that, no matter what happens for the rest of this year in this final four games, I'm going to go ahead and tell you already, it's been a successful season. And, and not from looking at what the win total is in this to any other, okay? I said last year they'd be a seven-win team. They were a seven-win team. I told you this year, go back in the archives and listen. I said they'd be a six-win team. There's some more going to be probably six or seven wins. My personal gut tells me that they're probably one and three in their final four, which will put them at six and 11 for the season, which is right where I thought. Whatever it is, six, seven wins. It has been successful. It has been a step forward. As the Falcons have had to eat a gazillion dollars against the cap, as they've made, obviously, major roster changes. Ridley's not going to be here anymore. We're now a couple of years removed from Julio, right? They've moved on from Matt Ryan. So as the franchise is changing and you've seen steps forward, I think Ebba Cady's a guy we've talked about. Look, I want to see the young guys. Not just Ritter. I want to see Malone. I want to see Evan Katie. I want to see Troy Anderson. I want to see all of those guys get more shots and availability. I've seen enough of Ogundeji, okay, that I'm good. Next year, Evan Katie needs to start. Taquan Graham has taken a step forward. I think they found a couple of pieces. That Anders, Abdullah Anderson's not been bad, but you see that those guys have played well enough to help Grady Jarrett out. Lindstrom's taken another huge step forward. Left guard is a, yeah. But, you know, it's been better. Dolman at center, eh. The one guy who's really been a surprise, Caleb McGarry. And I think that there's a real discussion. Still has his issues with his pass, you know, blocking. But there's going to be, in, you know, a real discussion about for what our offense is going to be, do we bring it back? So I understand when you look at the record and it's five and eight. We talked about yesterday. Look, forget playoffs. For, for, I, I don't want to hear any talk about playoffs. I don't want to hear about mathematics. When you're a single-digit percentage, 
with a quarter of the season left, you're not in the playoff hunt. Okay. When you're five, seven, eight percent, and most of that is winning the division because of how bad it is, you're not in the playoff hunt. And with all due respect, the Falcons are not a team that you look at and say, okay, well, they're ready to go on a four, four nothing run. They're ready to go four and in their last four games. That's not, they couldn't go four and when they needed to play Carolina and Pittsburgh and the Chargers and those teams and the Commodores and everything. They couldn't go four and on any stretch during that period when the schedule lightened up after the beginning of the year. So I certainly don't believe that New Orleans, Arizona, Baltimore, and Tampa has got a 4-0 run mixed into it. But it's been a successful season regardless. Their record in one-score games has definitely stepped back this year. But, you know, they're playing a lot more one-score games. And frankly, they just don't have the personnel. They don't have the people and the personnel that can lead them, most specifically quarterback. That's where your one-score games get fluctuated. Your quarterback influences more on the field than any other single position out there. That's the one spot that if they can figure that out, there's no reason why that the one-score record can't improve from last year. Those are all those little things out there. But I think on the whole, look, I'm going to tell you, I think Tyler Algier has a real shot next year to be a 1,000-yard running back in the league. If they really use him, and, and get him involved, not saying he's going to be the next Derrick Henry, but there's no reason why Tyler Algier can't be a 1,000-yard running back in this league. And you get his carries up, and you and look, running backs in the NFL, you use them up. You just suck all the life out of them. You sop up all the grease with them, wring it all out, and just use them until you run them into the ground. That's what the Rams did with Todd Gurley, got him to a Super Bowl. That's what you do with running backs. So I think Tyler Algier, even with Patterson coming back next year, I think Algier has got a real shot to be a 1,000-yard running back. This offensive line showed that they can run block. They may not be very great in the past, but they're still better this year than they were. I think there's still some questions at center. They're going to have free agent money. They're going to have anywhere from 65 to $75 million available in free agent money. Can you go out and either get a dominant offensive lineman or help out your linebacking core, or what have you. Second corner is going to be another issue, but obviously they build around A.J. Terrell. Your two young safeties have played well this year, so it looks like Hawkins and Grant can be a couple of guys who can be part of the solution. I think we've started to see this year that there are more things that are becoming parts of the solution. Now next year is going to be about finding your quarterback. You want to make the flip and the switch? You want to get into the top tier of the NFL? That's where it all starts. That's where it starts. That's where it ends. Look, no doubt about it. You got to have good line of scrimmage play. They're getting better on their line of scrimmage. They're certainly a better line of scrimmage team this year than they were last year. They certainly get better offensive line play this year than they did last year. All the metrics, okay? Go look at any and all metrics that you want. Pick any kind of site or metric that you want. It tells you that they've been better. And I think their defensive line has played better. I think Lorenzo Carter is a guy that's going to be interesting about whether or not you bring him back. I think he's done some good things. Well, he's got three and a half sacks. You know, not terrible, not, not you know, Miles Garrett-like, but certainly compared to what we've seen, that's three and a half more than Stephen Means could give us last year. So there are a lot of good things to take away no matter what happens, even if they go 0-4, even if they sit at 5-12. and 12. Like I said, I think they'll be one and three 
in their final four games, and they'll be 6-11, and 11, just like I predicted that they will be. But I think there are a lot of good things. I think you've seen steps forward in the right direction. And now the draft has got to attack some things. Now you've got to attack some things with your free agent money. But it's going to be about what they decide to do with quarterback. Can Ritter be part of the solution moving forward? My guess is we'll find out some answers. We won't know the whole book on Desmond Ritter, I promise you. Four games is not a long enough sample size to tell you that this guy is ready to be or not be the next franchise quarterback. You're more likely to find out over that four-game stretch that he's not ready to be your franchise quarterback. If they can figure that position out, there are enough guys on this roster that have taken steps forward that you feel like between draft and free agency that there are good things ahead for the Falcons. So despite whatever happens with the record, I think you're going to look back and we're going to say, even as of right now, this has been a successful season for the Falcons. May not result in playoffs, may not be where we were hoping for a few weeks ago, but I think there's enough steps forward to tell you that this has been a successful season for the Falcons. I want to talk about my friends over at Bet Online. Listen, BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your sports wagering information. Look, yes, college football season has wound down. No more regular season games. Kind of wild to not see a playoff poll last night. But we're about to head into bowl season. And it is slam daddy Mac loaded up with bowl games coming up here over these next several weeks. NFL still got a quarter of the season. Oh, yeah, we're neck deep in the NBA. College basketball season is about to get into conference play. There are still so many things to get yourself involved in that if you head to betonline.net, and it's really easy, take your mobile device, head to betonline.net, look at all the information that they have to make you a smarter sports better. You want podcast news, stats, scores, e-betting. I mean, everything, you know, everything is available to you at betonline.net. Then when you get all of your information, get in on the action. Again, NFL football, bowl games. NBA, college basketball, NHL, whatever you're looking to get into, it's available at betonline.net. So head to betonline.net today. Check out all of the information that they have. Get in on the action. Betonline.net is where the action starts. For those who embrace the impossible, the Defender 110 is up for the adventure. This iconic vehicle has been redefined with a modern design that lets you go further and do more. The exterior is reimagined with compelling proportions and precise detailing, complemented by an interior built with integrity. The Defender capability is legendary. Whether you're facing off-road challenges or harsh weather conditions, its durability has been tested to the extreme. Powerful innovations like the intuitive driver display and award-winning infotainment system keep you connected. Innovative camera technologies deliver unobstructed views and effortless maneuvering. And robust cargo capacity means more room for your gear. Ready for a wide range of adventures, the Defender family features the two-door Defender 90, the Defender 110, and the Defender 130, which seats up to eight. To drive the Defender is to explore with greater confidence. Push what's possible with a vehicle made to go further. The Defender 110. Learn more at LandRoverUSA.com forward slash Defender. So the Hawks tonight are in Madison Square Garden up in Gotham to take on the New York Knicks. This is a very intriguing game right now. Now, we talked about the 19-game stretch from the Wednesday, the day before Thanksgiving, starting with the Sacramento Queens, all the way through the end of the calendar year for 2022, when on December 30th, they'll take on the dreadful Los Angeles Lakers. Tonight's another interesting game. And I think we're going to learn a lot about the Hawks tonight. 
if you look at these two teams statistically, okay, record-wise, they're a game or two different is all, okay? They're pretty much the same record-wise. Statistically, they're very similar in a lot of things. When you look at scoring, when you look at points given up, when you look at three-point shooting, when you look at field goal shooting, there are a lot of very similar things between where the Hawks are and where the Knicks are. And obviously, there is the added bonus of, okay, Trey Young is back up in New York. Here's why we're going to learn a lot about the Hawks tonight, okay? Let's start with first the drama. Is the drama behind us? Save the drama for your mama. Is all of that behind us? Is Trey Young putting that aside? Nate McMillan, everybody's put that aside, and now we got to focus on basketball, okay? Let's see what happens there. That New York crowd tonight, you know full well they've read every story, every quote, every tweet, seen every video. They've seen Zach Klein's video questioning him. They've seen everything. And that crowd is ready to perch. They're ready uh, to just pounce, I should say. That crowd is ready to pounce on Trey Young tonight. So it's going to be an amped up environment. I don't care how good or how bad the New York Knicks are right now. It's going to be an amped up, ramped up environment when the Hawks get up there. Can they put some of that drama behind them? Number two, this is not a great team by any stretch of the imagination. This is a team where I can absolutely see the Hawks accumulating a double-digit lead against. Here's been the problem, though, of late. When the Hawks get a double-digit lead, that's the kiss of death. They've had, what, four double-digit leads that they've blown in the last couple of weeks here. They blew one the other night against Oklahoma City. So you're on the road in a, what I'll call a hostile environment, for lack of a better term, with two sort of statistically even teams, the Hawks having drama off court, things like that. The Hawks need a win. The Hawks have to start finding some wins. And yes, they are sitting in the number four seed, but at 24 games in, you know, you, you can you can lose three games in a row and be the ninth seed in, in three nights. But this will learn a lot. Can the Hawks hang on to a lead? Is the drama behind the Hawks? Are they ready to move forward? Can they go beat a not very good team? Can they continue their success on the road? Is Trey Young focused and ready to go in what's going to be an environment not very friendly? It was already going to be hostile toward Trey Young. Now add in all this drama. Is Nate ready to coach these guys up? Who's going to step forward? No John Collins. No DeAndre Hunter. Can my backcourt get it done tonight? There's a lot of things in this game. And you can say, well, it's just one game in the 18,000-game season. And I get that. And when we look back in March, you know, the, the result of the game, WRL, may not mean a hill of beans of what it is. But I do think that when you look at what is going on with the Hawks, both on the court and off the court. Because again, you got two games this week in New York. In Madison Square Garden tonight, Friday against the Brooklyn Nets. Well, the Nets are starting to figure some things out. I think the Nets will, you know, I think the Nets most likely beat the Hawks with all those guys. And supposedly Ben Simmons is talking about he's going to be back or this, that, and the other, or whatever. Tonight's the night you got to figure it out. Can't blow up a, a double-digit lead. Can't give up a crap ton of points in the fourth quarter. You need your two stars in the backcourt to lead the way. 
You need some contributions off your bench as bogey's back and things like that. You need some contributions off your bench. You need to put the drama behind you. You need to figure out how to get past what's ailing you. Because they're 13 and 12 after tonight, and you start to scratch your head and say, okay, very good chance they lose in Brooklyn on Friday. Now you're back to 500. And we'll have this discussion a little bit later on in the season about what if the Hawks are below 500 at the midway point? I firmly believe that if the Atlanta Hawks are a below 500 team halfway through the season, something is going to change. Take your pick. Nate, Travis Schlenk, Trey Young, something will change. Tony Ressler will not sit by with another season of let's hope and pray and see if change comes as he's knocking on the doorstep of being in the luxury tax. $1.8 million away from being in the luxury tax. They're below 500 and they're teetering on the luxury tax and that will kick in next year. Something is going to change. Tony Ressler is not going to sit by. He's not going to sit by and just hope for the best and see that it works itself out. Everybody got their shot to come back and get it figured out this year. Now let's see if it happens. And I think tonight is an important game because you start to swing that momentum a little bit. Get a win tonight, okay, whatever happens in Brooklyn happens in Brooklyn. Lose tonight, definite chance you're coming back home at 500 and you're still trying to figure some things out. So watch tonight. We'll take a look at this game coming up you know, tomorrow. We'll kind of react to what happened up there. But I do think that this is an important game tonight for the Hawks to find a way to go up and get a win. I remind you to make Locked On Sports today your second listen after you've listened to our program. The biggest stories of the day, instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Locked On Sports today is available on the Odyssey app. They have their YouTube page. Wherever you get your podcast from, check out Locked On Sports today. Make that your second listen. So now the market is set. And when I say that, we saw the other day that Trey Turner got his 11-year, $300 million contract from the Philadelphia Phillies. I know there's a U.S. Mint up in Philadelphia because I believe that they just signed Taiwan Walker as well for $71 million. I'm assuming that they're just going over to the Mint and just printing money over there with these contracts that they're giving out. But nonetheless, and again, look, Philadelphia wants to win a World Series in a bad way. But Trey Turner, 11 years, $300 million, okay? That's $27.3 million per year. So now we wait to see what's going to happen with Dansby Swanson. And I always thought, and we talked about this on the podcast as well, that Trey Turner will set the marketplace. Dansby's not going to get $300 million. He's not going to get $200 million. He's not going to get 11 years. But I was curious to see how big that, I, I knew Trey Turner was going to get somewhere between two and 300. And, there were, and a lot of people thought it could be close to 300. Well, it is 300. Judge is not setting the market for shortstops or anything like that, as he just signed his $360 million deal. Now, the reports are, by the way, too, is that San Diego offered Trey Turner $342 million. Now, listen to me, $342 million. The, the speculation is that he turned it down because it would have cost him $45 million in taxes to pay out in San Diego and in California and his wife wanted to stay on the East Coast. Her wife, his wife wanted to get back to the East Coast, and he didn't want to pay all that income tax, right? So he gets 11 for 300. 
So now where does that put Dansby? This is exactly what we talked about months ago when we had this discussion. You know, I think Dansby, he's not going to get 27.3 per year. He's not going to get 11 years. And he's not going to get 300 total million dollars. I still think and I still believe that Dansby's contract is going to be somewhere in the six for 138, which is what? 23, 24, 23 million. I still think that that is where 23 million a year is going to be about where it is. I don't think it's going to be less than that. And I don't think he's going to get above 25. If you told me that the Braves signed Dansby Swanson, six years, 138, I'll take that all day long. I think that's a very fair market deal. Now, supposedly the Braves offered Dansby $100 million or whatever like that. Okay, look, you put an offer out there. You hope that he takes it. You know, I, I saw the comparison. Well, Ronald Acuna got eight years and $100 million. Judge just got nine years and $360 million. Different times, different players. I get all that stuff. But Dansby's not getting, Dansby's not, I don't think, even going to get in the $150 million range, which, again, I'm not feeling bad for Dansby. You offer me $138 million for six years. I mean, that's. You know, that that's that's you never have to worry about anything again in your life out of all of it, because guess what? Every dollar that's guaranteed out there. So watch for this number. One hundred thirty eight million dollars for six years for Dansby. I still believe that the Braves are the leader in the clubhouse. And I'm not going to say that Trey Turner signing with the Phillies makes Alex Anthopoulos make this an even higher priority. But I think the idea of turning, I, I think the worst case scenario if they absolutely have no choice is to turn shortstop over to Vaughn Grissom who is working out with Ron Washington by the way Washington said things were coming along he was doing pretty well but I don't think they have a real desire to just hand over the starting shortstop everyday basis to Vaughn Grissom I don't think that's going to happen and I'm here to tell you folks he ain't playing out in the outfield either Vaughn Grissom is going to be an infielder at some point wherever he ends up playing so I expect Dansby to sign here soon. I think things will get worked out now that the big money guy is out there. They're not going after Xander Bogut's or the Braves. He's going to probably sign San Diego or one of those teams. Because San Diego's going to offer another, San Diego's going to try to reset the scale and things like that. But this was the contract that I wanted to see where it was. Not so much from a Trey Turner standpoint, but and where he ended up, but how long, how many years, what kind of per year average annual value? So I expect Dansby six for 138, $23 million a year. And I think if they offer that to him, he will stay here. Because it's a matter of Dansby, can he get a few bucks somewhere else? Yes. Will it be going to a better organization than the Braves? No. Even if he goes to the Mets, Yankees, Phillies, Angels, take your pick of Dodgers. Take your pick of all the top-tier teams. He's much better off, especially if he only gets $140 million to go out to L.A., and half that's going to be gone in taxes. And guys do think about that. You know, again, still pretty good living in the state of Georgia, cost of living and everything else, when you're talking about forking over that much money. So now that we have the marketplace set with Trey Turner, I think Dansby's deal will get done here soon. I wouldn't be surprised if before Christmas – we get an announcement as Braves fans that here's your present under the tree. 
Dansby's locked up. And I expect it to be somewhere around six years, seven years maybe, at about 22 to $24 million per year. We'll see. But now that we've got Trey Turner knocked out, now everybody can focus on Dansby. All right. Well, thank you so much for making Hitting Hard with John Trucker your first listen every day. Make sure you make Locked On Sports today your second listen. Biggest stories of the day, instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day, free and available on Odyssey, YouTube, wherever you get your podcast from. We ask you to head over to YouTube.com, put Locked On Sports Atlanta in the search browser. Hit that subscribe button when you get there. We are free and available to download as well on all of your favorite podcast platforms, including Spotify and Odyssey. Check us out there. Listen to us for free. Roku and Amazon Fire. Yes, those platforms are available to you as well. So you can check us out for free on those platforms. And of course, give me a follow on my personal Twitter page at JMCH316. Back with you tomorrow. This has been Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, Locked on Sports Atlanta. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.